Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 284. Lynn's chilling with me for another epic weekend As... of reviewing of the last week and everything that we do. And <laughs> Yes, that made it what we did into a lot of words. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, got into reviewing a couple books. I did... Runaways number two. Yep, and I covered eugenics number one. It was kind of crazy. Super crazy, scary book. Good. Very good. Talked about some movies that have been kind of on the cusp of, are they happening, not happening? And we hear more and more that they might be happening, which still makes us think they might not be happening. Again, that was a lot of words. <laughs> but we also talked about a movie that is happening, and I'm very interested in seeing the turnout of. We also... Talked about some other stuff. Yeah. Plus, Grand Rapids Comic Con is next week, so there's that. <laughs> Definitely go to that. Yes, we'll be there. And so you want to be there, too. Yes. Uh, so sit back, relax, grab a boozy beverage, and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 284, Working for the Weekend. But they're going to, well, I don't know. I was going to say they're going to definitely finish the series. But at this point, too, it's kind of like Afterlife with Archie. Yeah. I love what you're doing, but, like, I want me some more black science. I want yeah. this book to come out more often than normal. Yeah. So, yes, that, that did come out. I did a terrible thing last night. Well, obviously. So celebrating <laughs> celebrating Kevin's fortieth birthday. Yes, Kevin, formerly of Drunk on Comics. Yes, yes. Uh, we did a shot of absinthe. Ah, oh, however, stomach burning absinthe. Yes. Oh, like no, like once it hits your lips, your lips are burning. Yeah. And the biggest thing was we didn't have any shot glasses, so we had to use some like solo cups. Oh, so you overshot the shot, probably. It was pretty much a double shot. Yeah, gross. And me, Ugh. Kevin, and Derek all did one. You couldn't do, like, normally if it was a whiskey or a big shot, I could still, like, chug Jump it up. Through it, yeah. No, couldn't. We all had to come up for breath. Oh, and my God. Yeah, it was a terrible decision. Yeah, it sounds like it. Did you throw up green later? Did you see the green fairy? Did either one of those things happen? No, but I had, once again, I had weird dreams. dreams. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Golden Girls were involved. Oh my yeah. god, that's an amazing dream. <laughs> that sounds awesome. But the other guys too, they're like, man, that was rough. Yeah, absinthe is no joke. It's like drinking mouthwash. Licorice flavored mouthwash. I don't even think mouthwash does it justice. It's like paint thinner. <laughs> Antifreeze. I mean, yeah. that's what it looks like. Yeah, it's terrible. I was just, I was happy that the, those two decided to be troopers and actually yeah. take the shot, because... Well, then, if not, we could call them pussies. Yeah. On on the podcast. That's probably why they, they, yeah. they're like, shit, we can't be shamed on the air. No, not on this podcast. 
Well, what uh, what do you have that you read this week? Um, so I read Eugenic number one, which actually came out last, last week because we kind of did it a shout out for its cover. Oh, um, speaking of covers, I mean, we won't do best on tap yet, but uh, the Falcon one that I was talking about, the special variant. Oh, that came that out I this liked, week. That came out this week. Just like, ooh, he could win it again, but we said he <laughs> all those go towards last yes. week. He he is a one time winner for those. Yeah. <laughs> um so Eugenic is part of the apocalyptic series that James Tinian Quattro is doing. Um the first one being Mimetic and then could con congent congentic or something like that. I can't remember the exact word. I actually haven't read either one of those series, but from what I understand, this these they have nothing to do with one another. They're more like a Black Mirror tale episodes. Yeah. So <clears throat> what happens in this book is in the future we're struck with a plague that happens that starts down south, of course, and <laughs> ends up killing like seven hundred million people worldwide. And it's gotten to the point where, like, we're shoving all the infected people into camps and, like, calling them. What, like, is it physical deformities? Like, do they show, like, do they look like rotting corpses type people? They... Black plague type? They actually don't show, because this book takes place after the cure has been. So they kind of just give you a rundown at the beginning of what's happened. And actually, the whole first page is, like, in... 2022, a play, like, it's a whole just words. It's just, like, you hear, like, a Robert Stack-style voiceover <laughs> in your head when you're reading this. Like, it's very much just, like, just to catch you up on what's happened, there is a virus that spread, and it's killing people, but it also makes you infertile. So, you die, but nobody else is having babies, either. So. Okay, so everyone? Every, well, you're either a carrier, or you are somebody who dies. Okay. So not everyone dies of it, but everyone is infertile because of it. Okay. So not only are we losing 700 million people, but nobody's being born to replace them. Um, and there's, of course, as all humans do, we shove all the infected people into camps and we try to murder them all and stuff like that. So it's like this huge, big thing. One of the shots that they show in the book is like, a lynching done of people who were infected, like, on the grounds of, like, a government building down south. There's just people hanging from the front of the government Just hanging building. out? Yeah. Just, just hang- like chilling? Just totally chilling. No, actually hanging from ropes by hanging, their necks. Hanging what? With- <laughs> by their necks. Is that the new fashion statement? <laughs> from the building, hanging, lynching. They did a lynching. If you don't know what a lynching is, I'm very what sorry. What do they have for lynch? <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly? But, uh, because, you know, this is God punishing these people, that's why they're being hung. Okay. Hanged? Hanged is, I think, the actual right word. It's, you know, a very human reaction to this happening. I could totally see something like this happening. But, this book actually starts with, there's a guy who came up with a cure for this. So, it starts with his story. He's, they're basically, like... It starts with him talking. He's watching a bunch of babies on the screen because they have implanted monitor somehow into the uteruses of all the pregnant women who have gotten pregnant since then so that they can physically see what's happening in these uteruses. Uteri? 
don't know if it's plural. I've never had to use more than one uterus in a sentence. But <laughs> um, basically, so they can watch what's going on to make sure that everything is like going okay. Because the other part of this cure was he made it so that people could also have babies again. So he cured people, made them fertile. He's a god among men, basically, at this point, this doctor is. And um, the, the whole part is just him talking about, he's doing like an interview, talking about the cure and how he's kind of modest about it. And he's not the savior because the company that manufactured it gave it away for free when they could have gotten. And it's just this whole big thing at the beginning that's basically just getting to know this doctor guy. So you get to the middle of it, and the first baby is born after, and it is incredibly deformed. Like, its mouth is above where its eyes and its nose are, oh, and it's shit. like, like, it looks like a monster child. All the babies being born look like this. Okay. All of them. So people are freaking out, and the switch gets totally flipped because these people who were, like, so grateful that this company and this doctor saved them are now pissed because all their babies look fucked up like demons yes and so they're he they have this meeting within the company so the doctor can kind of come and explain that it wasn't the virus it was wasn't the virus and they weren't unintentional side effects and so they're talking about it and he's like i don't think you understand i said they weren't unintentional side effects i planned for this to happen so, what? yes, so he created, he made it so that this virus would alter unborn children. It takes away their race. It takes away any sort of reason why anybody else could look down on you because everybody's going to look not exactly the same because he built in a way that your genes would be randomized. So you would look, nobody would look the same, but you would all look the same. Because it was, it's really weird the way he explained it. Because, like, we would all be snowflakes. We're all the same thing, but not... Aren't we all snowflakes? Not a single one of us would look the same. So you couldn't, like, a group of people who all had one eyeball couldn't band together and, like, be against the people who had two eyeballs because nobody would look exactly the same. So there was no way to, like, build a group of similar-looking people. Because... All of us would look different. Fucked up. All of us would look fucked up. <laughs> but he got rid of disease, autism, any sort of defining features, any weaknesses in the body, including, he said, the attraction to people of the same sex. Because he's gay himself in this book. So he wanted to take that away because he apparently did not enjoy his childhood, would okay. be my guess. <laughs> so he wanted, to, he wanted to take away any reason why somebody would be like looked down on and he did this by creating his superior race of people which i thought was crazy and so did everybody else in this room but then he promptly killed himself and everybody in the room so that nobody could stop it and then the people in the world would have nobody to be mad at about it because every single person that was involved in that process was in the building and he released some sort of like toxic thing in the room and everybody's faces melted off their body so nobody can fix what he did and there's nobody to blame now it's just going to happen all right so and that's where it ends and this is a three issue series the next issue is 200 years later 
Seems like it's pretty heavy to be able to be wrapped up in three issues. Right, I know. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, they are jumping 200 years in the future in the next one. So you don't get to see the buildup. You just get to see what happens in 200 years. And aftermath. Yeah. Afterbirth, After, if you will. The afterbirth, yes. And they, they give you a, like a looking forward page where you can see some of the art. And there are still people who look human in this one page that they preview. I can almost guarantee you there's going to be a looking down on those people yes. or something. You could tell because in the scene there's like these the creatures, these new humans that they created are like they're standing there holding guns and they're the ones who look like they're in charge in these panels and the human looking people are just kind of like you know trying to stay low key and mind their own business sort of thing. So it's weird and interesting and have you, uh, you ever seen um, Children of Men? Yes. Have you seen, uh, what's the one on Hulu now, uh, Handmaid's Tale? Yes. So, I mean, the whole concept of not having kids and stuff is not new in right. this. But this is definitely a different it is. The departure from those other ones. Which... Of making the kids, like, they're visually... Like terrifying to look at. Could you? I couldn't imagine pushing one of those things out of my body. And it's such like a weird position to be in because you're thankful that you're still alive and you're thankful that you're having a child. But now your child looks like this. And what the fuck does that mean? Is it like what 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 should your reaction be at that point? Should you still be thankful or should you be pissed off or what? I mean, I just I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> It was really good. I, I want to see what happens 200 years later. So. Awesome. What'd you read? So, I read Runaways, number two. Oh. I picked that one up as well. I just have not gotten around to reading it yet. So, no heavy spoilers. Well, did you read the first issue? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there there isn't... Well, there is a lot of heavy spoilers, and it's the one thing where I'm reviewing this because I want people to read it because it is good. Right. But it does take a bit of a step back from issue number one. Okay. Whereas this is exposition. This whole like uh, issue is not a lot going on. It's mm. a lot of telling what has happened in the past things, and because of that, it, it it you know it gets a little bit less of like the reader involvement. You're kind of like cool and awesome. And there's I've read the first three series. The last series. I don't think I even read it all. There's only like four issues in that one. Um, definitely the first two when they originally came out. Um, and then the third one when it came out a couple years later in right. like 2012. And I love these characters. And so it was good for me to read some of this. But at the same point, I'm kind of like, I want to see something happen. Right. So let me add, because you weren't there when I reviewed the first one. And mm -hmm. you were out of town. And... It wasn't really a complaint, but my biggest issue with the first one, and it was very just a, a personal issue and nothing against the book itself, was I had never really read the first one. So I didn't have a grasp on who the characters were and what necessarily was going on. So this, and I was hoping in the next issue or issues, they would kind of do that for the readers who have never read this series before, give you like a, just a little catch Well, up. and that's the thing. Uh, in that first issue, because I haven't read it, it made like... For me, I knew these characters, and these were some of the main ones. They've had other uh, characters come within to be a runaway with them before. 
Um, but these three were, you know, one of the originals um, that were involved with the group. And with that being said, I heard, I kind of remember, Gert died. Mm-hmm. But, however, I didn't read that part of that right. series. And actually, uh, Googling it, I found that that was number six of Marvel's all-time best, best deaths in a comic book. So I was like, oh, that's cool. That's, that's a you know winner right there. Right. And and so time travel. Chase talks about time travel and how well it's all fucked up anyways. So I mean, <laughs> might as well. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> but in okay, so some of the things I'm just talking about that they talk about a bunch of other names. So if you aren't familiar with them though, you're still going to be kind of clueless as okay. to who these people are. But I mean, there's good wikipedia's to that can kind of catch you up on the stories and you have seen a character too because even though marvel loves the runaways and loves bringing them back they don't know what to do with them so then they cancel the series but they still use the characters in many Mm, other instances and um and with that being said they talk about uh going back to time travel um they talked about oh um when they show old well, lace showing up, it's kind of like whoa, yay, happy moment, and um, that dinosaur is like one of the coolest. Yeah, I know. And it kind <laughs> of because for me, I was like, how did Chase? How's Chase got a psychic link? And then that's when I found out though, when she had died, she had given that psychic link to Chase because mm. not everyone on the Runaways had magical powers, right? Um. Some of them just uh, had, like, scientist parents or, or geniuses. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so because of that, uh, you know, really there's only a couple. Like, uh, Nico, she is probably one of the most powerful beings. Is that the magician girl yeah. who can only do the one spell spell once? Yes. Yeah. So I thought that was very interesting. Her powers over the years have been amazing in how she's grown because... She needs to, A, cut herself to first get the, the magical staff to come out. Right. So that's the first part of the blood magic. But that that staff is the most, like... And there's many different magical, powerful things within the Marvel Universe. But this, this staff can literally do anything. But it can do anything only once. And so, in some of the series, you kind of see her need to kind of use the same spell. So she kind of uses, like, a, a knockoff variant of that that she gets around that spell. But as she explains in here, she's already healed so many people throughout the years. She's already saved so many lives. Right. She can't truly bring people back from the dead. Um, And this is primarily for issue one of the series. But that's like part of her power that gives her that she has so much she can do, but yet that's her vulnerability is she can't do that. She is one of my favorite Marvel characters that has come out of um, runaways yeah. and I love seeing her in anything oh and what I was gonna say is her and Chase being in uh, Murder World in um, Avengers Arena mm. in that series so those two were in it and not everyone died in that series because it kind of broke out and uh, Arcade was kind of killed in the process that was a good fucking series and that yet again was showing how they used the runaways characters in other right. parts of everything I mean you had Victor who was kind of the son of Ultron, uh, another one besides Vision, that 
kind of got programmed. He was programmed to kill the Avengers, but he was a good guy at first and everything. Hmm. Well, he was a young runaway, which in the ending of this, you'll find that he kind of is probably going to come back. And they're getting the whole gang back together again. Mm -hmm. And that's where this issue, like I said, falls flat because it doesn't have the team together. The exposition, like I said, the talking about it, but where's who and what's happened. And being able to do it kind of naturally, though, with Gertrude having been dead for the last two years. Right. Them filling her in is really filling in the readers. That's a good way to do it. And I like when they can make it seem natural within the pages. Right. But there is one thing, and I am curious, is these fucking cats. With the glowy eyes? Yeah. Yeah. As I say there's not action, I still say there's suspense, because I am curious, like, who this cat person is... And how he's seeing through them. And, God, I don't know what I'd want with cats that actually are directed to actually follow commands. Because <laughs> we all know the reason why cats don't rule the world is because they don't give a shit. Right. But if they... <laughs> they can be controlled. Yeah. They can be herded. If you can herd cats. <laughs> so, overall, it, it's still a good book and people need to pick it up. But they may, for the long-time reader, might be like, why do I need to read this? Mm. But for some people, for a refresher, I think it's really good. Art is superb. I think if you are a long-time reader, you have to understand that, like, there's a whole generation of comic book readers out there who did not read The Runaways. Like, Connor read the first issue. He's not old enough to have read The Runaways, you know, when it came out. And I didn't read it when it came out. So, I mean, you kind of just got to let it have the catch-up issue. It'll Mm -hmm. be okay. (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah rainbow rowell and uh chris anka are just doing a superb yeah, job on this rainbow. so it's a great name i know like i totally would have made fun of somebody named rainbow when i was in elementary school because it's like what are you am i a little pony but <laughs> <laughs> such a great comic book right yeah i know name. <laughs> now that i'm an adult i can appreciate it <laughs> It is kind of ironic, though. I feel that that should be the artist. Yeah, right. That's the writer, but... (laughs) She's she's making a rainbow with her words. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, besides those reviews, we got a little bit of news. A tiny little bit. Not a lot of any... Not a lot of anything that's, like, groundbreaking. But I do want to mention... Well, do we want to end with our... Call to Grand Rapids Comic Con, or do we want to? We'll end with that. Okay. Well, then let's get into the news. All right. Um, I forget what came happened this week. Uh, <laughs> well, the new mutants. Tra- okay, I I want to talk about this new mutants trailer because I watched it and I was like, "What the fuck?" Because it is a horror movie. Yeah. Which is it weird but interesting? Like they're taking it in a completely different direction. Yeah, and I'm actually okay with that. I am too, because if they're not going to follow the script like they have with all the other X-Men comic books, just do something fucking completely different. <laughs> yeah, they need to at this point. Right. So I'm just like, I don't... I'm so intrigued. Let's think. Like, I am going, I'm happy that they're taking this uh, chance. Mm-hmm. And it is going to be very curious. Instead of the fun, like, high five at the end, you know, jump in the air right. type, you know image pose there 
this is going to be pretty dark, and yes. I wonder if they're going to have some of the mutants killed off. Because, I mean, when you look at it long term, what are they planning to do long term with new mutants? And true, right. you have, but you have a plethora of people. I do think that they are starting to realize maybe we can take chances, and there's a beloved character that they might not need in the whole story arc. So let's kill them. Like, let's do something right. different than all these other movies have done. Because I don't see them within Deadpool ever killing Deadpool. No. I don't see them ever killing some of the main uh, Avengers. Just you know Jean those. Ray. Yeah. <laughs> They'll just kill off Jean, but that's expected. Just to have her be resurrected. Yes. But this, I see that they could very well yeah. do that. And none of the there's a couple of the characters that so like Magic is in this. She's kind of a bigger, well known character. Mm-hmm. So I could see her. Not necessarily being oft, but a lot of these other characters aren't necessarily well known by the non avid reader. Because you have like Wolfsbane, that's who Maisie Williams plays, the chick from Arya from Game of Thrones. She's playing Wolfsbane, which I thought was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. And then you have the one brother from Stranger Things. Uh, I can't remember the character's name in Stranger Things, but. Um, he's playing Cannonball. He's totally off Cannonball. I would have zero problems with that. <laughs> oh, I've always kind of loved Cannonball. Yeah, but he's not necessary. No. Um, Sunspot, you know, they're doing him, so that's cool. Adding some diversity to the cast or whatever. Uh, and, and Mirage, and then your your teacher, doctor person there, she's a mutant too. So she doesn't have a name. She doesn't have a mutant name. She's just Cecilia Reyes. She doesn't get a cool X-Men name. Lame. But (laughs) I wonder if... So they're in a... Looks like to me they're in like a psych ward, right? Yeah. That's that's what I got from it. Well, either that or Haunted Mansion. Like, I didn't quite... Because it sounded like they were saying Haunted. Right. And I thought that, like, when they were walking around freely at first, that that's what it was, like an old, Mm -hmm. like, dormitory within the X-Men Mansion. Like a haunting type... Where they get all these kids together to see how their fear affects their powers. Yeah, or something. something like that. But I mean, they were strapped down, so then I do yeah. think it has to be some sort of psych ward. But I'm, so I'm wondering, like, you see all this horror. They give you all these horror visions in the, but then you, but then you see magic, and you're like, well, this probably isn't an actual horror movie. This is probably one of them manifesting their powers. Yeah, but I also think that the, this might be a nerf down magic before she yeah. becomes a, a... Well, you have Mirage there, too, though. True. Yeah, and that's what they will probably go for yeah. to make the it didn't really happen type vibe. But I really hope, though, it is, like, some evil right. beast. Actually, now that I think of it, though... I do know where the plot is going because what they said it's going to be about the demon bear. The demon bear? Yes. The demon bear. Yes. I don't. I've read a lot of X Men and I have no idea what you mean by that. You had to read New Mutants. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't a huge. New yeah. Mutants. So. Wait, 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 wait. Demon bear? Mm-hmm. Is that like a dire bear? No, it's. <laughs> it is like. It's like a bear, but it's dire. <laughs> it, it is uh, the psyche of. Um, Oh, shoot. Now I forget her name. Uh, Moonstar? Uh, Mirage. Yeah. Danielle Moonstar. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was a giant fucking, like, 
razor clark, sh- sharp claws, like, um, because someone, and I can't remember in the comic books, because a while ago, someone used their psychic ability to get the, the bear to come out um, of her mindset, and it, it was something that kind of chased them throughout the, the series for a while, but, like mani- a mastermind. but it manifested itself as a physical entity. Right. Huh. And that's what I had heard that they originally, the original script was going to be for this movie. I think it still it's still is. It's a demon bear to producers, I think. But you can... <laughs> no, not so much. So I we're mean, doing a movie about mutants, right? I know, you're going to say no. Well, just bear with me here. I said bear. That's funny, because that's where I'm going next. <laughs> we're going to have a giant demon bear in this movie. Everybody gets up and walks out of the room. <laughs> well, like, like I said, it... it you didn't know who created the demon bear. Just it's always been right. within her psyche, and then yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be interesting. I like when they take. I mean, Logan was amazing because they stepped away from the traditional formula of the X Men movies, and it was way better because of it. This new gifted show, from what I understand, is actually pretty good. They're stepping away from the formula of the X Men movies. They need to get away from the stuff that makes them shitty yeah. <laughs> and embrace the stuff that makes them good. And hopefully this is one well, of Well, do things like they did with Deadpool. Yeah. Make it a little bit darker. Yes. You don't need to do it to make it just because. Right. But one thing I will say with the with the New Mutants, I w- was a little upset. I wanted them to somehow have Warlock in there. But I heard they're already talking about the sequel. Yeah. And, I mean, this hasn't even come out yet. Of but course. they're already saying that they want Warlock within it. And I'm like... Fuck yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, though, how he would... I mean, they, they might almost have to change tonally. Like, in, the next one can't be a horror movie then. Right. Um, which is cool, and it doesn't need to it be. It doesn't need to be. They Mm-mm. could totally go into, then, the action genre right. with it. Or maybe a murder mystery or something, if they want to kind of do some different type of styles mm-hmm. within it. I just don't... Cause Warlock's just fucking sweet. Yeah. Fucking robotic uh, <laughs> phalanx and... So... Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I think they'll be way better than any X-Men movie. Except War- for maybe Logan. So. I have a couple quick tidbits. Uh, Warner Brothers uh, has said that they now have a writer for Beetlejuice 2. Oh. Here's the thing. It's been talked about multiple times. Yeah. And... They're going to do it before Michael Keaton dies, right? Yeah. Nobody else can be Beetlejuice. Well, I'm so, just... No, no, no one can. No. But he's going to be around for a while. I mean, yeah. he still is on board, so is Tim Burton. But, like, it was, like, two years ago they had everything fleshed out and then nothing. And so now it's, like, one of those things of is it still rumor? But, I mean, when Warner Brothers comes out and says, hey, we now, you know, have a new writer. Did they announce who the writer is? Uh, yes. It is uh, Mike Val- Vukan. Dinovich. <laughs> I guess we just know who, who that actually is. <laughs> uh. He's uh he's working on the upcoming series first season of uh, Marvel's Runaways. So and oh, he's done a couple okay. other sci fi things. Um Yeah, so I'm just quite happy that coming from them officially, that means they still want to do it. And yes. That means it's more possible than 
finally seeing um, Bill and Ted's third movie. Because well, that's never going to happen I at this point. I think it's super easy to do. A, I mean, I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. Because it's not like they even have to tie into the first one at all. Zero percent do they have to reference the first movie at all. Oh, yeah. You just need to have Beetlejuice. Yeah. Haunt a new whole family. It could work. Trying to escape again. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it'd be even better if they could maybe do a like a callback to it. Mm-hmm. You could maybe have Olivia be somewhere and like, but she's like doing good in life and everything. But it'd be interesting with technology now, like having a whole new family like get haunted and like not like believing like in it or like. Yeah. That would be interesting how the technology, you could tie the technology in. Like, I'm almost seeing, like, a little kid, like, um, trying to be, like, there's no ghosts and, like, setting up, like, the, you know, thermal cams and stuff and just Beetlejuice fucking with the family. Uh, Yeah. God, I should write the movie. (laughs) Why haven't you? (laughs) So, although, although I kind of really dislike Jared Leto and not just for his betrayal of Joker, but just, I just don't. He's kind of an ass from what I heard. Yeah. Especially, like, if you're into... Because he, he's got that stupid band that people love. And the rock star alter ego of Jared Leto, which isn't an alter ego, it's just his ego, is worse than the actor Jared Leto's ego. Yes. <laughs> and his ego's so big, though, right now, he's just, like... He's already was uh, in uh, the new Blade Runner movie, but he's still, like, looking at other projects that he wants to get into and looks like Tron 3 is one of them. Which I don't care for him, but I also am like, I care so much about Tron that I'm like, if he's talking about it, that must mean that's still happening. Right. <laughs> because that's another one of those is it going to happen, is it not? It hasn't been that long. It's definitely been less time between 1 and 2. Than it would be if they were doing two and three. Do you know when Tron Legacy came out? It was early two thousands. Okay, it's two thousand ten. Yeah, but that the first, seems the first movie came out in nineteen eighty one. True. So that <laughs> that's thirty year, almost thirty years. So it's less time. It's a little bit of a less time. I still think they did an amazing job with they Legacy. Did. They did bridging it and everything. And oh, Tron is still this day one of my favorite movies yeah. growing up with being like that's so weird and glowy and how they did that and like and the real ho- process that they did it holds up too like visually even though it's so old it still like you can watch it today and still it, it might you might be like well they could probably do it better today and they did do the mm-hmm. effects better today but it's still not like ugh, terrible well here's the thing what i love the most about it was thinking superhero side and everything like Sure, Captain America's shield magically can kind of go all around, but, like, they have a fucking boomerang disc that, like, pretty much can go wherever and then automatically come back to your hand. Mm -hmm. The Tron disc is just, like, an awesome, powerful weapon that I always just wanted to have something like that. (laughs) Well, who doesn't? (laughs) It's like your own deadly weapon pet. Yeah. (laughs) A pet? Yeah, because it keeps coming back to you. Oh. (laughs) Um... That was it for that. Oh, so speaking of Blade Runner, uh, have you heard what they're making at the box office? No, it's not good, though, is it? No, it's not. And all the reviews are still great. Everyone's saying it's awesome. Just people aren't seeing it. And when you look at movies 
with how big of a budget they have compared to what they take in, it pretty much makes most studios be like, well, why do we waste this right. money? And they want their bottom line back. From what I hear, and I haven't pulled a lot of people, but I would like to see the new Blade Runner. Surprisingly, I never saw the original Blade Runner. It just fell, like, it fell out of my... My dad never showed it to me, therefore I never saw it. Because all of my sci-fi movie, like, love and experience came in my childhood from my father. And so he never showed me that movie when I was young, therefore I never saw it. But everybody that I've talked to who has seen the original Blade Runner have all unanimously said, eh, it wasn't that great. So I haven't wanted to see it because I'm just like, why waste my time if collectively everybody's like, <coughs> that wasn't that great of a movie. I know that we're going to lose a lot of fans on this one, but <clears throat> I have agree? to kind of agree. Yeah. It was an okay movie. Like, the storyline, um, based yeah. off uh, Dream of Electric Sheep, like, I'd like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't... Right. Yeah. But I was looking forward to this movie. Now, I haven't seen it yet. I do plan on seeing it sometime this week um, before shit gets spoiled for me. I've been staying away. I'm glad that everyone still says it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the art director said though, don't see it in 3D, which is a little disheartening. Then, yeah, and, why would you even do a 3D version then? Because the studios director- oh. are stupid. God. I mean, I've heard other things where some people have said like the studios knew this wasn't going to make as much anyways, but it was a dream of theirs, so they, they wanted to make it. it. Fuck yeah, do more of that I'm if totally you can. Totally behind that. But yeah. here's how bad that it is. So they are expected to make about fourteen point three million this this past weekend, fifty six percent down from its opening weekend, and bringing a total stateside to fifty nine point eight million by its second weekend. And how much did this movie cost to make? Um, I want to say that it was uh, somewhere around a, what, forty million, maybe. So they've made their money back. Or no. That's another number for this other movie. Um, I don't know how much it took to make the exact numbers, but I'm expecting probably quite a bit more than that. But one of the big things is Happy Death Day is going to get number one at the box office this weekend. They made more than Blade Runner. Wow. They made probably about $26.5 million this past weekend on a budget of $5 million to make their movie. That's the movie about the girl who keeps dying. Right? Yeah, it's like almost like Groundhog's Day. Day. And I actually forgot about this movie. Saw the trailers. I go, fucked up Groundhog's Day. I want to see this. I'm going to probably go see that, too, along with Blade Runner. And I'm going to keep them at an even balance of yeah. where they're at now. <laughs> um, Gambit is going to be my Valentine's Day date in 2019. Oh, he is. He is. They finally... And I take this with the very smallest grain of salt because he's had release dates before this movie has so we'll see how it goes but they've given him a new release date the Channing Tatum and I'm so happy that he's like stuck into it this whole time because I think he's perfect for the role I, I think he's a little too big oh, but people will slim down for movies but I don't think you can though when you're like have you seen Matthew McConaughey in The Machinist yeah yeah he slimmed down to like emaciated levels for that role, and he's a pretty. He can be a pretty big dude, that Matthew McConaughey. I just, I, yeah. I don't know. I still think though, after Magic Mike and seeing 
I haven't really seen him, but the posters, and I'm like, he just looks like not the, the sl- like really slim right. gambit, and I just and I I hope that he gets the accent. Like I he Channing is, Tatum, I love him. He's an awesome he's actor. From Cajun country in Louisiana. Okay. So I think I I'm not too worried about the accent. If anything, I from what I understand, he had to learn how to speak without an accent in order to make it into Hollywood. Because you can't have a Cajun accent and be a big actor in Hollywood. <laughs> it's just you can't. <laughs> you can't. But I'm very excited, and hopefully they won't break my heart again. That's what do you all think? I have to say about that. What do you think the movie's gonna involve around? I think it's gonna be an origin story, so it'll take place in the bayou. I think him just being a thief, and yeah, I think it's gonna end with him like seeing the Avengers Mansion, so that he gets involved within the like maybe. one of the future X Men films. Maybe the X Men Mansion. Yeah, the Avengers Mansion. No, Xavier isn't. Yeah, it? you what? said Avengers Mansion. Oh, did I? Yeah, oh. and I was like, no, X Men, X Men. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I mean, but so I'm trying to figure out if. We're still considering the first Wolverine movie's plotline as canon, which I think they are, but I don't know because they did Days of Future Past and that kind of erased everything. But if the first Wolverine movie is canon, then Gambit was introduced. When did that movie take place? I feel like that was like the first Wolverine movie. What time frame was that? This two thousand something, was early two thousand. I feel like it was earlier than that when we got introduced to Gambit, like when they do those flashbacks. Well, wasn't that that was Wolverine Origins though, wasn't it? That the Gambit. It was the Wolverine. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll say it was Wolverine, Wolverine Origins. Origins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shitty version. Yeah, because then we had yeah we have a shitty version of Deadpool. Yeah. So. I, that guy was kind of cool, and I was glad they included yeah. Gambit there. Yeah. He did not do an accent at all. No, but he that was... He looked the part. Yeah. For sure. That was the same kid who then went on to do that John Carter movie. Of Mars on Mars. Gotcha. Anyway. So, yeah, I think it'll, it'll definitely be an origin story. How he got his powers, or being raised becoming a thief and part of the I can't remember what that group he is involved in at the beginning the something of the syndicate of thieves or some shit like that I'm sure a very generic name <laughs> Marvel doesn't get super creative with that but um not uh, not much else there's Marvel announced a couple more partnerships this week hopefully it'll be better than their last partnership that they very quickly had last week <laughs> Um, but they're are pairing with Run the Jewels for merch. They're doing like Howard the Duck and I think Punisher is the other one. But this is Run the Jewels merch and not Marvel merch. So they're going to have Marvel stuff yeah. on there. Yeah. So it's Marvel licensed, but it's being sold on Run the Jewels. And okay. it's, it's really cool looking merchandise. The Howard the Duck one is awesome. They're also partnering, partnering with The Weeknd, who is a singer. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie, I mean, I was going to make some stupid joke of, like, they're going to be working on weekends now? Working on the weekends. Honestly, though, I haven't, when you told me about this, I was like, all right, I'm going to try to learn who this dude is, and I didn't have time. I don't know who. I I mean, I'm too old to know who the weekend is, I think. Um, (laughs) Are are we all too old for the weekend? Those young kids going out and enjoying the weekend. (laughs) Um, 
But he apparently he has I don't he has this character that he uses called Starboy, and they're so they're doing a comic book series based on this character, The Weekend and Marvel. Um, to me, this because we're old and we don't know who it is. This is clearly a play at a younger audience, people who are into The Weekend. <laughs> I mean, that is the most genius name ever for a singer. Like, how once a week, I at least say, I love The weekend, And, like, <laughs> now it's so ambiguous, because you're like, do you love the actual weekend or do you really like the singer, The weekend? P.S., he was dating Selena Gomez, and I wonder if she calls him The weekend, or if she just calls him The, or if she calls him by his real name, because I'm sure The weekend is not his real name. But... Anyway, both of these clearly pulls at different audiences to try and get their uh, broader base out there for their comic books and stuff like that. Still better than working with an arms dealer or whoever the fuck yeah. it was they were trying to partner up with last week. <laughs> um, so we're never going to truly get a Hulk uh, movie. It's just never going to happen. However... Uh, Marvel has officially said that within Thor 3, Avengers 3 and 4, there is going to be a heavy-handed uh, Hulk trilogy kind of storyline. And we already see what's going to happen within Thor 3. It's yeah. Planet Hulk. Yeah. So where do they go from there? If we're progressing from the, the comic books, um, him coming back to Earth and doing World War Hulk will be quite interesting. And I could... I, I mean, I don't see how they could do it because he didn't get sent off of Earth from them. Like, he flew off in a Quinjet. Yeah. Which, actually, they changed the ending of uh, Avengers 2 of him flying off. They were originally going to have him showing, like, just getting shot straight up into space. But that would have led too many people to say, he's going to another world, Planet Hawk. And at the time, they truly didn't have the idea yet to do that. Right. It worked out fine, in the long run, but that's why they just had him kind of in the air, like, showing the blue sky, like, oh, yeah, sky, then get into the outer space. So they were able to kind of just make it, people can interpret more it ambiguous. how they want it. Yeah, yeah, more ambiguous. So I don't know what they do, like, as far as, like, the trilogy after, like, what else's storyline after World War Hulk would be great to adapt or where they're going with it. Maybe... Yeah. Maybe him being depowered in a new person. Because I feel there's going to be a lot of big changes within who each person is. Right. I think we're going to start seeing a lot of the new um, heroes in the comic books kind of take the mantle. Um, get away from the original Avengers cast within and doing like more new Avengers. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, kind Could of be. interested. Yeah. And, and if he does come back... As wanting to ravage Earth, it almost come full circle of he started the right. the whole thing and then he kind of ends the whole thing. Well, and that's because Avengers, the next Avengers movies are the Infinity War. Yeah, and so it was, they're going to be it doing. Was, it was no, it was well. That's where three and four come in. Yeah, like it was. Originally, these were just going to be called Infinity War 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. Then they started saying, well, we're just going to now market it as Avengers because people love Avengers. And honestly, it is a better branding than just saying Infinity War because most people that are dumb and can't look up online right. wouldn't know it's an Avengers movie. Right. But now it seems like they're just calling the second one just Avengers 4. 
which I thought it was going to span both movies. I thought so too. So I'm wondering now what happened, and it has to. It, well, yeah, that's. There's no way they can wrap up, like, defeating Thanos within the One first movie. movie. Yeah, no. So I'm, but I am curious if it did stray from their original plans. But it's just the title, anyways. So right, but I guess my big thing is they're doing. So not only do they have to deal with Thanos, they also have to deal with like a pissed off Hulk at this point because World War Hulk was Hulk coming back to Earth and he was fucking pissed. Well, that's why I don't. I don't and think in to number murder th- everybody. That's why I don't think in number three will necessarily. And but yeah. can he be pissed if they didn't send him off into space? Because then the last one, the Illuminati sent him. Mm-hmm. Into like he was too much of a threat, so they sent him into well, space. Well, they could always retcon and then. During Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. They could always then uh, retcon and have it be where he was just flying off in the jet, and then all of a sudden it just does like a one eighty mm. and then goes into space. Tony Stark decided he was too much of a threat. Yeah. yeah. Um, or I mean, there could be many other things. It could be another uh, taking over his brain, or you see like the mind gem. <laughs> give him clarity so that he because uh um a world breaker hulk being one of the most powerful of them is a smart individual right. he's a tactician so he's not dumb hulk like we've normally seen right and you've kind of even seen the progression of getting a bit smarter mm-hmm. through the series so if he gets to that point where you know how much does alter ego there could be multiple ways how they get him to be there i just think in the sense of they saying he it's going to be or maybe he gets left behind from Thor. Oh, yeah, Thor leaves him there. And then he's pissed that more or less Thor, yeah. he gets his tribe, and then they come in to help at the end of defeating Thanos, but then he's like, fuck you guys, now you gotta face me. Right. Which I feel would be a little anticlimactic, because you just beat Thanos. Right. so now but... you're gonna go against the Hulk? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All speculation. I, I just know that I'm quite happy that he's at least getting his due. Yes, and I think it's appropriate that they're tying his storyline into other movies because as it's been proven multiple times, the standalone Hulk movie, for some reason, just cannot be successful. I don't know why. I did not mind. I mean, the first one was visually just not a great movie, but um, the Edward Norton one I thought was pretty good. I didn't have a problem with that one at all, but those movies just don't do it for people, I guess. I have no idea. (laughs) All right. Um, yeah, anything else? Not news. Related. Okay. Well, then let's get into um, Best on Tap. Okay. And there's a couple of them that I had saw this week. There wasn't a lot, but I thought uh, God Complex number one um, had a cool, almost um, like robotic type feel to this world. And that one was interesting. I think I'm going to deviate from... No, we're going to still say the one that we we vote guest on. I was going to say Mr. Miracle number three was an amazing piece. Like, I just love how Scott Free is trying to hide from being Mr. Miracle. You know, he's in a Batman shirt mm-hmm. and just everyone's uh, photographing him and it's coming up as Mr. Miracle on it. Like, he's still in the limelight. I just thought that was cool. But we can't go a week without mentioning Batman. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so in, in in order to use it this week without having reviewed every single freaking issue, 
we're going to give Best on Tap to uh, Dark Knight's Metal number three. Yes, because these fucking covers are all just amazing. Yeah. But I the dead bodies everywhere. Dead bodies everywhere. It's, first of all, a super metal thing to say. Um, but it's all the, it's the whole Justice League. They're just dead on the ground everywhere. And then you have the super awesome... I think that's that. Barbados. 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 And Barbatos. I want to call them Barbatos. <laughs> see, that's what I wanted to, but like, I, I, I've heard of the name Barbados before yeah. within pirate lore and right. stuff, and you'd pronounce it Barbados. And it's a Barba- country, too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but Barbados. Yeah. It sounds, like, it sounds stupid. Yes. But it's spelled that way. Yep. <laughs> but yes, that. Greg Capullo, of course, cover on that one. Yeah. Who's a magician. Um, so next week, Tony, we're going to be at a con. Which con? You don't know? You're no. going to be there. <laughs> so our, our local con is next week, Grand Rapids Comic Con. Uh, I always love having a Comic Con in our city because no hotel room is needed. Yes. It's, honestly, I mean, this this con is a, a really good con to begin with, but not having to pay for a hotel room just makes it that much sweeter. Very much so. And it's, well, the parking half the time for these places you got to pay, we can easily take the bus. Or there's yep. plenty of free parking downtown. Because it's not a huge con. Right. It is a pretty big con. It has for... gotten significantly bigger over the years. And that, for sure. But it's not like uh, New York or San Diego or even the size of Detroit, I want to say. It's smaller, definitely smaller than Did Detroit. Did you hear New York hit over 200,000? Yeah. they. That is crazy. Now, part of it, side note, is where they didn't have whole ticket sales for the whole week and you had to buy them individually, which made individual ticket sales from individual people peak for one day or this or that instead of going for the whole weekend. But I digress. Going back to Grand Rapids Comic Con, it is a fun show that everyone get in. There's never a huge line. Um, tons of good sellers, tons of good comic book creators. I love going there because I can get some pretty good deals on some books, and I get to hang out with my con family. Yes, and you can sleep in your own bed. Yes. <laughs> but there's going to be, I mean, as we're getting bigger... And I say we, in the ro- as in the royal we, even though I have absolutely nothing to do with this con. Um, so the guests are getting, you know, we're getting a little bit bigger guests. Like this year, we're getting Billy D. Williams, which is pretty awesome. I mean, smooth-ass space pin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Hercules himself, Kevin Sorbo, will be here. Not that he's got anything else going on. So totally make the time to Gates McFadden will be here, um, who was the doctor from Star Trek: The Next Generation, Wesley Crusher's mom. Okay. Doctor Crusher, I don't remember her first name. <laughs> this is Wesley's mom. Um, other than that, there's gonna there's a ton of voice actors that are gonna be here. So a bunch of voices from Batman the Animated Series and stuff like that are gonna be making appearances at the con. Um, comic book wise, I'm excited for Jim Stranko to be here because I'm, I want to touch his hair. I want to ask him if I can. He has the best hair in comic books. Sorry, Dirk. Jim Stranko has the best hair in comics. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he created Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, he is the person who created them. 
So that's cool. That's kind of a, he's definitely a bigger name that, than I feel like we've ever gotten. Besides, um, who's that guy that sells, has the giant booth every year? He's not going to be there this year, but he sells all his prints for like $80. And then if you want him to sign it, you have to pay $20 more and you can't ever get interviews with him. Do you know who I'm talking about? There's, there's multiple people like that. He's old. <laughs> God, I can't remember who, what his name is. Anyway. He's at every con, so I feel like a pull, getting him at a con was is less impressive than pulling somebody like Jim Steranko. So, very excited about that one. Of course, our good friend Dirk Manning will be there, definitely pushing his new Kickstarter. So, make well, you'll definitely be hearing about that because the Dirk Manning interview at a Comic Con when Drunk on Comics there is always a must. Always. <laughs> Um, yeah, we have plenty of people, Source Point Press people are coming in. I mean, we keep naming the names of our friends here, but we are definitely going to break out and try to get a couple more from some people that we haven't gotten a chance to talk yes. with before. And, uh, yeah, have some good, uh, episodes coming down the pipeline. I think so. I think our con, our con, uh, interviews are always pretty good. Yes, especially yeah. over a beer. <laughs> Speaking of a beer... Booze in a book this oh. week is a tomahawk number zero, um, and this is a book that it's it's a collection of of the series uh, that was originally published in um, Heavy Metal magazine, and because of that, it's already been complete, and some people may have already seen it. But allowing it to be published within, um, you know, a comic book format so that everyone can read it. It's like 45 pages or so. Uh, is pretty awesome. It's also awesome that it is one complete story. What sucks is that it's only one complete story and you kind of want to know more. Okay. Um, it is the general... I mean, I would have just given us a full reveal. I'd do a quick uh, review. Um... It's a typical, you know, barbarian, you know, berserker type person, but in a world where they are kind of cyborg type robot people, and you have this sentient, almost magical tomahawk that feeds on these life crystals of these other invading robot alien type species. It is comical in the sense of this berserker doesn't understand the other language, so when this guy is like going on this monologue and then just gets chopped in half, and then when he's saying like "oh fuck," and the berserker thinks "yeah, you pray to your god," and then like crushes him, like those sort of things juxtaposed to where the violence and the humor and everything, but the art is fucking great, and that is where this story really um, takes takes off, and it's in a style of. Almost, I mean, I don't know what to say. I to me, it looks like late '90s Cartoon Network animation. But I mean, they they base it off of almost like uh, tattoos, um, and what they felt like, um, you know, how you would have more fucking cover, man. Is that the cover? Yeah. That's, oh, that's, that's that's what it. I almost wanted to do it for Best on Tap as well. That's like I mean, straight. Is, that looks like a movie cover straight out of the '70s. Isn't that fucking sweet? It is. Yeah, God, it, I love it. That's kind of why I started wanted to read it, and I really want um, them to make another one, make some more of this world. Um, like I said, it does come to an end, and you see the reason why. But 
it's it's so so well written. It's such a good story. The art is amazing. I want more, and it doesn't sound like we're gonna get any. So, yeah. But oh, I is, it like, the, is there more? Yeah. Is there is there a booze that goes with this book? <laughs> I just given the review of like this fucking great book, um, and that is going to be paired with a tomahawk shooter, which is. 1.5 ounces of uh, amaretto and 1.5 ounces of cinnamon schnapps. Yes. So it's like an almond cinnamony type mm. flavor. And what I wanted to do was make it uh, like atomic and <laughs> add some like monster or Red Bull. Don't. Don't because it tastes not good. You can do a separate <laughs> shot of that stuff, but you mix it in with this and it really kind of makes it not good tasting so that is booze in a book this week right got any parting thoughts you know not really <laughs> i searched and searched and searched and actually i do have you know have a, a well of just knowledge that you want to impart upon people? i have my i have a hulk quote that i enjoy though so because that's what i got stuck what, puny on. humans yeah. <laughs> This is. Is it Bruce Banner or no, is it Hulk? It's it, probably Bruce Banner because it's talking about Loki. So this is definitely from the movies. But it's. I don't think we should be focusing on Loki. The guy's brain is a bag full of cats. You can just smell the crazy on him. Yeah, I don't see. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true for like. There's a lot of people in our world right now who I could say that about. So I think it's a very good. <laughs> A very good uh, quote to end on. Cra crazy cat people. Yes. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. Well, stay uh. thirsty for the many interviews we have coming from Grand Rapids Comic Con 2017.